The work of transforming a stage play into a screenplay can be as challenging as it is rewarding. KHOL film critic Jeff Counts discusses the intersection of these art forms in Regina King's directorial debut. I've talked before on On Set about the critical role dialogue plays in the overall effectiveness of a film. When it's great, dialogue lifts everything. When it's not great, little else can be. Unlike film, however, theater fully depends on spoken words to tell its stories. Movies have all sorts of tricks available to shrink the distance between the performer and the audience. Let's be clear, though. The difference between the stage proscenium and the camera lens in terms of perspective and flexibility is a topic too huge to tackle here. Suffice it to say that as art forms, theater and film share relatively few things, and the amount of heavy lifting required by dialogue might be the biggest variable. Ready for tonight? I'm as ready as a person can be. After the fight, we're all coming back here for the champs victory party. Don't be late. Minister Malcolm X. Good news, the chariot is coming. Movie versions of Shakespeare masterpieces are abundant, of course. By itself, Romeo and Juliet has earned at least a dozen notable adaptations and countless forgettable ones. What might be less obvious to the casual filmgoer are the more modern theatrical conversions, which are also pretty common. Think Amadeus, Glengarry Glen Ross, Driving Miss Daisy, and A Few Good Men, and you'll start to see what I mean. All were based on plays. The most recent popular example is Fences from 2016. A defining characteristic in each of these films is the quality and quantity of words. They are all very talky movies. And though the cinematic toolkit allows for greater acting subtlety and a focus on nonverbal action, there is no doubt that voices are moving things along. The long monologues and static scenes are risky on camera, though, since they lack the urgency of live performance. The editing process is critical if the real-time, ephemeral intent of the playwright has any chance of surviving the curated polish of a motion picture director. How's everybody feeling tonight? All together, yeah! <laughs> New heavyweight champion of the world. Hey, champ, you don't suppose you could sign an autograph? Yeah, of course, man. Give him an autograph, Jim. Actually, Mr. Cook. <laughs> oh, sure thing, brother. One Night in Miami, out this week on Amazon, is Regina King's first film as a director. The script was adapted by Kemp Powers from his 2013 play of the same name. It's a fictional account of a real event, when friends Malcolm X, Jim Brown, and Sam Cooke gathered in private to celebrate Cassius Clay's victory over Sonny Liston. The date of that night was February 25, 1964, so the topics of debate were what you would expect. Civil rights, celebrity, faith, personal responsibility. Each of the men was facing a career transition as well, so emotions were high as they navigated each other's sensitivities. It's hard to believe watching these icons tear down and rebuild each other that Cook and Malcolm would be dead within a year. They seem immortal. Regina King has a wonderful sense for pacing and never lets any of the speeches drag things down. Her eye for angle and spacing mixes up the visual syntax nicely and makes good use of the extra dimension she has at her disposal. You can definitely feel the ghostly presence of a playhouse lighting designer in the way your eye is led around the screen but this movie feels like theater in only the best ways. You all are a bright and shining future. You need to understand what is at stake here. Everything's not so black and white like you make it out to be. But we are fighting for our lives. And you know I know what's going on out there, right? The casting of this larger-than-life quartet is spot on. 
Eli Gori's version of Cassius Clay, soon to be Muhammad Ali, is a perfect study of cadence and mannerism, and Aldous Hodge absolutely nails the frowning physicality of Jim Brown near the end of his NFL days. Leslie Odom Jr. is great in everything he does, and Kingsley Bandadier is a wonder as the film's restless moral compass. Like that tiny Miami hotel room, the screen barely contains the personalities of these giants. This might be the one significant way the big screen will never be able to compete with a live space. The actors here feel a bit contained, especially when things get heated. It would probably be thrilling to hear them yell, live, in a building designed to project it. This movie does have a lot of talking, yes, but that's because it has a lot to say. And the deeper kind of attention required to get the most out of the experience is worth it. To think like we won't speak Without having to answer to anybody forward. We have to be there for each other. Who's the greatest? You brothers could move mountains without lifting a finger. One Night in Miami's heart is as big as its conscience. These men are saying things to each other back in 1964 that still need to be heard by every one of us today. Regina King knows this, and I appreciate the light touch she brings to the endeavor. If she gets a Best Director nomination, and she should, she'll be the first black female to do so. You can hear more from Jeff Counts at 891khol.org, where we also have local news and music content.